Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get it moving, boys! Get that puck going! Colorado Avalanche NHL post-game coverage continues now. Knocked it free and shoots! Get the puck! He just rang it off the iron short side! This is Between the Pipes on Altitude Sports Radio 950. The Avs fall at home 3-2 to the Washington Capitals. A goal from Alex Ovechkin, his 48th of the year. The winner coming from Marcus Johansson, his 8th of the season. Just a couple of minutes after Arturi Lekkinen jammed home a puck to tie the game in the third. A tough turnover in the D zone would cause the Avs this game. Unfortunately, they do fall again at home to the Washington Capitals by a score of 3-2. Before we start between the pipes, let's head back out to Ball Arena and join the coach Jared Bednar as he addresses the media. Kemp's uh, in the post and it kind of comes right into the right on the goal line. So it's a, that's a tougher one for sure. You know, that's a penalty kill goal against and our penalty kill has been really good. First power, you know, like we had <laughs> first power play was our best power play and uh, we had I think Lekkonen had three, maybe four shots from right in the slot. They blocked a couple. The goalie made a couple saves. So, you know, it's a fine line between winning and losing tonight. We come up on short. One nine in a row, yeah. Seems to be disappointment in your nine. Does that say something for the high standard you have now? Yeah, I mean, that's where we're at. Losing's no fun, you know. Um, there's positives to take out of the game. But in hard, you know, and it'll be good for our team too to like have to dig in and try to, you know, we had to come from behind. We did it and we had a chance to put the game on ice on that last power play, which wasn't very good. Uh, we didn't handle that very well. And then, uh, you know, and then we make a mistake. It costs us a game. That's how, that's how it goes. It's a, it's a game of mistakes and you got to cause and create more than, than you give up. Not Tonight we didn't. On the car and then the- on stern and then the call and the third. Yeah. Is this just a, something that you don't want to talk about and yeah. move on, or is it just laughable? Yeah, no, I mean, I thought, hey, listen, it's again, it's a, it's a fine line. Um, it was a hard-fought game, a physical game, and I thought they called it well for the most part. Um, you can look at a few of those. Those are there's a couple of plays that are judgment calls. You know, I don't have to agree with their calls, and I don't. Um, you know, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But I think uh, you know there was there was a couple tonight that were 
you know, I did I didn't love the turnout, especially I, I didn't like the one on Sturm. You know, he kind of gets out of the way and um Oved can tries to spin out of it and clips his feet. Like I mean, I don't know what else he's supposed to do unless just move right out of the way and let Oveg can take it to the net. You know what I mean? And it seemed like he was trying to do that as best he could. And, but so, um, but again, it's a, it's a judgment call. It's happening quick, but I thought they did a nice job other than that. On that, on that McCarr one, we've seen it called a few times here, even in other games. Aside from tonight, what do you think of that type of interference call where a guy's standing there, someone who's in the because of the team on the power play, it seems like that's a really so my real belief on on that type of play is, and and the league sees sees it different. We've talked to him about it because everybody does it, right? So if you, my belief is that that player, whoever's up there for us, it's Makar. He's the drop guy, so he drops the puck and then he finds a spot on the ice. And um, we've been called on it uh, multiple times, where our player will go and stand there, and he just stands there, doesn't move doesn't even have his back turned to him facing their goal and their guy skates right into you and falls down and, get, and you get a penalty. I disagree. I think you're entitled to your ice if you're there first and you're not moving. Tonight, Kale's moving. So, you know, it's going to look like he's trying to do it on purpose. I don't think he was. I think he was actually trying to get out of the way. Um, but he ends up hitting feet and, and, and it goes. So uh, that's why that's a judgment call for me. If you're moving, I think you're leaving yourself open to that. I think if you establish your position, like we've been called on it before. I remember one with Joe stopped at the far blue line and they haven't even come over. The puck hasn't even come over the uh, our own blue line yet. And he doesn't move for like five seconds or three and a half seconds and, and gets run into and, and then we get a penalty. I don't see it that way. But that's the same as offensive zone. I think you should be able to stand there. And if a guy comes around and uses you as a pick, it's not interference. And you don't see it called there. Why would it be called on the power play? Now, the league's explained, like, you're going to have to try and get out of the way. But what I don't like about it is if the player falls, it gets called. If he doesn't fall and gets taken out of the play and the, and the guys keep going on the rush, then it's not called. So it's, again, it, to me, it's interference either way. If you're taking him out of the play, whether he falls or you just or he just bumps into you and then keeps trying to skate, he's already out of the play and he's late. So, uh, but that's the way the rules are set. They've explained it to us. We know what they are. You know, tonight he's moving, even though it's not intentional, it can be called a penalty. Come on, please yeah. come on. How are you balancing the what it takes to win to to get the presidents and and what it takes to make sure the guys are rested uh, as they can going into What's your decision making process? Well, we're doing that. We're doing that as best we can. I mean, we have some injuries and some guys dinged up a little bit, so we're making sure everyone's healthy, number one. Rest is number two. Um, but we're trying to win every night. We believe that we have guys in our room and a line, we can put a lineup on the ice every night that allows us to win the hockey game if we play play the way we can. You know, we'll get Kadri back here shortly. and. Um, you know, Taze will take the trip off and then we'll start getting those guys back in. So, I mean, we're playing to win every night regardless, um, but we are trying to make some smart decisions so our guys are for sure healthy and hopefully rested as much as they can be going to the playoffs. Last one, Ryan. Bell's on a five-game point streak. Just how nice is it to have him going offensively? What does he bring offensively to whatever line he's on? It makes every line he's on way better. 
number one. I mean, his puck pursuit, his checking ability, his ability to check the puck back, and he's so big, strong, and fast that he's a lot to handle. And you see him tonight taking pucks to the net. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't checked the stats that he led our team in shots tonight, I'm guessing. Um, I mean, he's I mean, he's doing everything. So Landy's out, he steps in. Would I like to have Landy on a line and him on a line? Sure, but it's not it's not our um, it's not something that's possible for us at this point. But I like the way things are going to set up when we when we start getting some of these guys back in and getting healthy. Thank yep. Thanks. Those were the words of head coach Jared Bednar following the Avs 3-2 loss at home to the Washington Capitals. Welcome in to Between the Pipes here on Altitude Sports Radio AM 950. If you're searching for the Nuggets and Golden State Warriors game, it's headed into the fourth quarter right now on our main station, Altitude Sports Radio 92.5 FM. The Nuggets trailing by 20 points heading into the fourth and final quarter of that game. But... Uh, my name is Alex Ryan Emmy. I'm joined, as always, by Mark Springer, my co-host, Jordan Berg, on the ones and twos today as we wave hello to Cole Smith and Mark Bertinoli in our 92.5 studios. Uh, spring, this is a game that Colorado didn't seem like they had all the jump in the world. However, they were in a game. They tie it up in the third period. Looks like you might run away with a point, maybe even another regulation win after you get a power play after an unsuccessful Peter Laviolette challenge, but uh, all for naught, a quick answer by Washington, and it turns into a 3-2 regulation loss. Yeah, I mean, look, you the, the nine-game win streak comes to an end, right? They probably weren't going to win them all the rest of the way. Had they, that would have been a 16-game uh, win streak. It would have been a 16-game win streak, which would have been one shy of the longest winning streak in NHL history, the Penguins have that set in the 92-93 season, so you probably weren't going to come one shy of the all-time mark to end the season. So here you go. Here's an L for you. No big deal. We're fine. They just won nine in a row. It's all good. I do wonder, because I was impressed with Washington tonight. They came out and played pretty well. They have won six out of their last seven games uh, so they are playing better of late and a lot of high goal totals in those. They went off for nine against the Flyers, eight against the Canadiens. Now, those are two weak teams. They did score six in Pittsburgh. I watched that game on uh, it was a weekend afternoon game on national TV, and uh, they put four up against the Lightning. Uh, I actually had that game back on 92.5 a couple Wednesdays ago. So they're scoring more is my point. I do wonder if the Caps have a sense of urgency right now to try to avoid the Florida Panthers. There could be some of that right now, this time of year, it's all about motivation. What motivates you, right? How much motivation do the Avs really have right now? But look, I, we, we got a text here. You can still text us, even though we're not on Twitch tonight, since we're on the AM side, our AM board is just not hooked up to the Twitch. So sorry, everybody, but uh, the seven, one, nine, two, seven, one, actually, this is Mark who texts in. He, he texts in. Pretty good effort missing so many starters in a game with little meaning. I mean, five whole home losses. Peculiar officiating, no. There were some missed calls tonight. Uh, a couple on Byram, and definitely that one late in the game. He got tripped with like two minutes to go on the blue line. Should have been an abs power play right there. Uh, Jack Johnson makes a couple turnovers. I'm sure you got thoughts on those. Yeah, they were... 
were great spring. I can uh, I can tell you they weren't awesome. But <laughs> in terms of the officiating, and I'll hit this really quickly. I thought there were a couple of very very tough calls made. Uh, I thought the Nico Sturm trip on Alex Ovechkin, which turns directly into a power play goal from the aforesaid uh, Ovi, was. I don't know how you make that call. Like, I know Ovechkin clips himself on Sturm's skates, but uh, Nico has nowhere to go. Like, his two skates are both within eight inches of the board. I, outside of jumping over Alex Ovechkin, Nico Sturm can't do much to get out of the way. And uh, to me, that's incidental contact, and that happens a billion times during an NHL game. You just kind of let it go and uh, ho-hum, but... The call gets made. I thought the missed hooking call on Kale McCarr in the first period was uh, egregious, mm-hmm. and somehow yeah, that, goes that was by the, the other one. Yeah, yeah, it turns into a it turns into a great A scoring chance for Washington that goes for not. But Kale had some pretty harsh words for the referee. Like Hanson struggles sometimes, and I know people have their issues with him, but this game could have been there's two ways to go about officiating. You either call everything or you call nothing. Mm-hmm. And I wish that it, this had been a game where everything was called every obstruction, every hold, because there was an abundance of it on both sides of the puck. And it just felt like it was a little pick in place tonight. Like there was a, a an immediate makeup call made on Kale McCarr in the neutral zone, in the power play, which we heard Bednar talking about just now that technically by the rules, it's interference because he impedes some players progress, but he doesn't do it willingly. He doesn't do it knowingly. It's not like he sticks out a leg or sticks out an arm or uh, goes out of his way to hit this guy without the puck. He just has his own space and you're supposed to be entitled to your ice with or without the puck. So it's a judgment call on the referees. I thought the refereeing was not great tonight, but it certainly wasn't the reason why the abs didn't win the hockey game. For me, it was two bad turnovers unfortunately both of them from Jack Johnson who's been he's been fine like again yeah. he's he's been he's been excellent based off of what you expected this year exceeded expectations to be honest with yes. you yes yes without a doubt without a doubt did he struggle today yes but again you are you're sitting your second best defenseman in Devon Taves for the next four games to get him ready for the playoffs and uh, get rid of a nagging injury which is something that Listen, if you lose four games because you're uh, resting guys like Devon Taves, I'm okay with that. Like, way mm-hmm. she goes, right? Be ready for the playoffs. If you win the President's Trophy, great. Uh, if not, so be it. Do, do I want to have, you know, home ice advantage in every possible game I can? Yes, I do. But it's not to the point where you're you're taking guys who are bumped and bruised in games 78, 79, and 80 to to go and accomplish that goal if it happens it happens yeah right no like you get the sense that if this was a playoff game tonight and bednar said that yeah that devon taves plays uh but yeah you have a luxury right now of getting some guys and i i bet a lot of guys on this team are a little banged up how could you not be uh playing this sport with this long of a season you're just gonna get banged up so you have a luxury right now to Rest the Devon Taves, a select number of players who, you know, maybe need it more than others. And I suppose Devon appears to fall into that category. So you take advantage of it. And in fact, let me pull up President's Trophy odds. Ooh, remember this time. Uh, Probably takes a hit. 
It was abs minus 400. It was then down to abs minus 380. Now it's abs minus 160. Panthers plus 130. But again, the president's trophy only accounts for a situation where it's the one versus the one in the finals. I'm going to hammer this home. Something that hasn't happened in 20 years. Uh, Odds are the Avs worst case scenario finish with the second best record in all of the NHL. So it's just one team. It's just one team that could possibly have home ice on you. And that's Florida. And And even then, and even then there's the Avs could still win the president's trophy. Now they're still in the driver's seat in a way. And it very well might not be Florida in the finals, even though my gut says it will be right. The East is a meat grinder right now. It's going to be tough for any team to get out of that conference. I think it's very, very top heavy. I'm not too nervous about a, ironically the Washington's of the world and uh, right. you know, teams like teams like Boston or teams like the Rangers. I'm not really scared about in the playoffs. If I'm an, an Eastern conference, um, you know, cream of the crop team, like Carolina, Florida, Tampa Bay. I'm not nervous about those guys, right? Yeah. I'm nervous about the top three, top four in that conference. Uh, can we get through them? And can we get to a cup final is what I'm thinking about. Uh, For the abs tonight, again, it it was a couple of turnovers for me. I thought the neutral zone was really rough. I I wasn't particularly impressed with the abs neutral zone, and typically it's really good. It's not one of those suffocating 1-3-1 trap neutral zones that you see teams employ against the abs uh, to kind of try and, and gum up the system and slow down the game. It's, it's a high paced neutral zone where you are swinging in F1, swinging F2 in terms of the first forward and the second forward uh, for checking the puck in the neutral zone. And what it really hinges on is making sure that your third forward doesn't get lost on the offensive side of the puck. And that happened a lot tonight where it just seemed like there were three abs forwards that were just getting sucked, 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 sucked down. By- <laughs> <laughs> nice, Rod. Suck, 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 suck. <laughs> That were just getting sucked down uh, deeper into the neutral zone, down. deeper into the offensive zone, and then it takes one cross-ice pass to spring Washington on a three-on-two. Uh, does Washington have a lot of physicality and a really good forecheck? Yes. I don't think that's where they won the game. I thought the game was won in the neutral zone, and it was won on uh, which teams had bigger errors. The Abs had bigger errors. Two Johnson turnovers and Logan O'Connor failing to pick up Alex Ovechkin in front of the net. That's where you lost the game. That's all right. Yeah. You're going to lose. You're going to lose a game here and there. Yeah. Uh, like after Lekkanen gets that goal. And so the caps challenge it and they lose. So they take a delay game penalty, bad power play from the abs after that. They didn't get any puck possession. So to me, that's a missed opportunity right there. Um, But, you know, guys, I encourage you, since especially for everyone who usually watches us on Twitch, since we're not on Twitch, please text us. Sean Mazda text line 303-504-0925. We got Ben on the text line, who is a regular Twitch viewer, uh, and he is very upset about this loss to the Capitals tonight. But, Ben, it's it's okay. They'd won nine in a row. The Capitals are a capable team. They're kind of like... Like the Dallas Stars. Remember earlier this season, one of the Avs' five home losses was this weird, like, 4-1 home loss to the Stars where Jake Ottinger was red hot that night and the Cat, uh, the Stars, excuse me, just got a few timely scoring opportunities. 
It's fine. It doesn't mean that the Stars are better than the Avs. doesn't mean that the Caps are better than the Avs. You put the Avs in a seven-game series against both those teams. They're going to win both those series. We're fine. Did the President's Trophy lose a little steam tonight? Yes, it did. But again, here's another thing. It's been eight years since the President's Trophy winner has won the Cup. Avs won the President's Trophy last year. Did no good for him. So, guys, it's fine. I'm not so upset about how the game turned out tonight. Avs lose 3-2. I've got a bone to pick with the state of Colorado and the fans inside Ball Arena. I'm going to get pissed off on the other side. It's between the pipes and Altitude Sports Radio AM 950. Avs fall 3-2 at home at Ball Arena, but uh, you wouldn't have known it had you been in the arena tonight. An overwhelming amount of Washington Capitals fans uh, to the point where, guys, that's outside of maybe a Chicago Blackhawks game three years ago when Chicago was still legit in their window and they were playing in every other outdoor game that the NHL uh, had available to fans on television. That's that's the loudest I've heard Ball Arena from an opposing fan standpoint. And I, I put out a tweet earlier today, shameless plug, at Rajon Radio. You can follow Mark on Twitter, at Mark A. Mark. And as always, for all of your Colorado sports, follow at Altitude SR on Twitter or Altitude Sports Radio on Instagram. I put out a tweet earlier on in this game uh, when the abs went down in the first period within five minutes, I turned around to grab my pen to start writing notes. Cause I take, you know, uh, a page or two of notes every game to uh, just kind of keep my mind afloat and note when important things happen in my mind in the game. And I turned around to grab my pen. And as I reached into my bag to grab my little Sharpie gel pen, by the way, if you haven't used a Sharpie gel pen and you write in, in, in pen a lot, I highly recommend it. All time pen. Okay. Like, like, like number one draft pick type of pen. Like, you know how you, you, you know how you got that, you got, you got that pen, right? Or you had that pencil when you were growing up in high school. Like, maybe you were a Ticonderoga type of guy. Maybe you were a Bic mechanical number two pencil type of guy. I was always a pilot G2.7, right? Wow. Either, oh I know. Yeah, I had a pocket protector. What are these, what are these hockey sticks? Uh, you got to have a good pen. You got to have a good pen. So, uh, yeah, Gra- reach down into my bag. And as I turned around, this the, the stadium erupts. And I thought the Avs scored. And I turned around and looked up at the big Jumbotron. It's one nothing Washington. I'm going, well, what the hell just happened? Mm-hmm. Garnet Hathaway scores his 14th year to put the Washington Capitals up one nothing four minutes into the game. And from that point on, it was a constant barrage of, uh, you know, let's go Caps chants and, uh, OV cheers, and every time that Washington had a two-on-one, it was uh, anticipation of a goal, especially when Ovechkin scores uh, his only goal of the game in the second period to put the Caps up 2-1. It, it was as loud as an avalanche goal had been that night. And I have a bone to pick with, I want to say Avs fans, but just general Colorado sports fans because it's becoming a major issue. And it's not just, not just at Ball Arena. It's at Rockies games. It's at Nuggets games. It's at Avs games. 
Sometimes it's even at Broncos games when the when Denver's struggling and they have been over the last five years. Like the Steelers are in town. Like the or Steelers something. or the Chiefs. God forbid mm. the Chiefs. It happens all the time. And maybe it's because of just this influx of people over the last decade where you're just getting a, a ridiculous amount of of implants and imports into the city. And it's great. Like I love it. Come on, come on here to Denver. But I don't understand how you don't find a way to indoctrinate those types of fans into the city and get rid of their former fandom. Like I'm a, I'm a born and bred diehard lifelong Mets fan. You know what I don't do? Wear a freaking David Wright Jersey to Coors field. Hey, you good for I, you, man. You know You're in the I minority there. Right? Yeah. You know what I don't do? Show up to Coors field and heckle my head off. <laughs> I'll go to a game. I'll watch the Mets game, but I'll have a, a hot dog and a beer in peace and quiet. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, what's funny too. I had heard uh, recently that this past year, more people have left Denver than in years past. So that's cool. You guys can get the hell out of here, but uh, I'm not get the hell out of here. Guy. I move <laughs> here and shut the hell well. up guy. I move here and become a fan of, of the local team guy. Like if you're going to live here and make your home here and bring your kids up here, root for the home freaking team. Like, why do you got to be an antagonist? Why you got to be a jackass? Look, um, with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like Ben just texted back in and said, Springer is a native. How are you not mad? Well, okay. Let me get into this real quick. One... I haven't really regularly been to Avs games at Ball Arena since the Pandy. Okay, now pre-Pandy, this is like 2019, I think. This was more in like December. I went to one, sat in the media area. It was a Flyers game. The Flyers were in town. Healthy Flyers contingent. That makes sense, right? Northeast, big metropolitan city. Everyone leaves cities like that to come to a nicer place. Like Denver, uh, so noticed it then. But since the pandy, and obviously everything's been weird, you know, fans are only now just getting back. This is like the first regular season that actually did include a two-week COVID break and the Olympics being uh, canceled for NHL players so we can make up COVID games. So it still kind of has been a thing. But this season, though, for as much as back to normal as we've had, and I went to a couple games early in the season, but haven't been back since with all the COVID stuff. Granted, it is better now. Just watching on TV, I haven't noticed this. This is the first game this season that I've noticed this. So somebody else texted in and said, how the hell does this even happen? That's my question. Of all teams, why the Capitals? Like the Bruins were in town a few, a month or two ago. I, that was a national TV game. I didn't notice this huge Bruins contingent. Why? I know DC is a big Northeast city, but of all the teams, why the Caps? It's funny. And I was talking, I was walking out of the arena. I got my brother tickets to the game and I, I was texting him as I walked out of the arena and he made a really good point. These are all the Caps fans and the Caps sucked 
for years. They were horrible, a worthless franchise for years until they win the lottery and they draft Alexander Ovechkin number one overall. And they still struggled for a couple of years after that. And once Ovi and Sid start their careers, right? Calder Trophy for Ovi, 100 points in his year 18 season for Sidney Crosby, and they're off and running. The NHL grabbed onto those two players as their main piece of marketing. Oh, yeah. You are going to live and die. You're either going to be a Sid fan or an Ovi fan. And this is what we're going to shove down your throats for the next 15 seasons. And rightfully so, they're two of the greatest players ever to grace the ice. Like, you know what I'm going to walk away with today? I got to see Alexander Ovechkin score a goal in person. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I don't care if he just poked it in on the doorstep. It wasn't a patented OV one-timer, but I got to see one of the, one of the goals that's going to help him break Wayne Gretzky's record over the next three seasons. Awesome. Great thing to see. And what my brother said, he goes, these are all the Washington fans that grew up in that era. Choose Washington or choose Pittsburgh. And then maybe you can like choose the Chicago Blackhawks here and there. Mm-hmm. Choose one of those players. And now that's your team for, for the next decade, next 20 years. Now, all of those fans, as I talk about the, the influx of people moving to Denver over the last decade, all of those fans who cultivated their Capitals fandom around Alexander Ovechkin now live here. And maybe maybe they're Avs fans for 80, 81 other games, or sorry, uh, 41 other home games, or 40, right? right so 80, or, mm-hmm. you know, 82 divided by 50. Yeah, 40 other home games there, as I struggled to do math. That was, a, that was a really fun. good effort. I wouldn't even gone as deep as you just went. So, right. hey. so may, maybe, they're, maybe they're Avs fans for 40 games, but... You can thank the NHL in, in marketing for the yeah. last 15, 20 years in cultivating what happened tonight. I, I mean, when, when you bring that up, it makes me think, okay, maybe there is a contingent who you're not even from the D.C. area. You're not even from the Beltway. You're you just latched on to Ovi as your guy as someone from Colorado yeah. in the mid 2000s. And this is something that I actually talked about earlier today on the station uh, that even now to this day, I would, I would bet that the two most famous current NHL players are still Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. You might think, well, maybe now because they've been in the league for almost 20 years now, certainly there had to have been a changing of the guard and there kind of has been with McDavid and McKinnon and McCarr, Austin Matthews, maybe some others, but they have not been pushed. This new crop has not been pushed as faces of the NHL like Ovi and Crosby were. I think that they still remain to this day the two most popular players nationally. I don't think it's changed. Do you think it changes soon, though? And I don't know if it does because they haven't slowed down. Like, Ovi's going to score 50 goals as a 37-year-old in the league, right? He's got to be 37 right now. Am I correct? Yeah, I think I think Ovi? Ovi's, I think Ovi's 37. Yeah, somewhere right in that That's range. My guess. Let me check right now. He just scores 48 He's 36. All right, so he's 36 years old. He's going to score 50 goals in this season. And Sidney Crosby, coming off of two Stanley Cup championships over their, what, five seasons ago is when... Uh, when Pittsburgh won their second of their back-to-backs. Crosby's going to be guy who is top 
10 top 15 in the league in points this year in terms of points per game. He's got 80 points this year. He's going to score 30 goals, 1.25 points per game, puts him square in the top 15 of the league. So these guys, despite being in the league for uh, 17, 18 years now, have not slowed down. And I completely agree with you that the face of the league and all of these fandoms that have made people from uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, diehard Penguins fans, or from Fort Collins, Colorado, diehard Capitals fans, because guess what? The Avs weren't a really good team in the mid to late tw- or 2000s, and certainly not in the early to mid 2010s. Mm-hmm. They weren't a good enough team. So what did you have to do here if you're struggling through bad years and top 10 pick after top 10 pick? You're going to latch on to Alex Ovechkin. You're going to latch on to to, uh, to Patrick Kane and to Sidney Crosby. I, mm-hmm. I guess I can understand it now. But guess what? Those years, are they're starting to go behind you. You have that next phase, that next wave of elite talent, of face of the NHL, of um, the start to the love of the game that the Avs cultivated in the early 2000s. It's time to leave those jerseys in the past if you're here to stay. If you're here on a travel nurse contract, I don't give a damn. But if you bought a house in Parker and you're paying a mortgage and you're about to have kid number three on the way, throw out the OV jersey. Get to the team store. Buy burgundy and blue and quit being a jackass. It, it Look, again, this is the first game I've noticed this this season. As I look into the camera, that's not recording. <laughs> that's good camera presence, though. Uh, you know, I mean, there's there's many theories. The Vital for a radio host. <laughs> Uh, the Nuggets are playing in a playoff game. It's not going well, but we didn't know. Well, we maybe had an inclination before the night started, but maybe there's some people who stayed home to watch the Nuggets. Maybe there's five people who otherwise would have gone to the Avs game, but instead decided to go to the Rockies game. I, I'm just saying maybe. Uh, I like this text from uh, Mark again on the text line. Maybe people were sad on tax day and sold tickets to get a few bucks back. <laughs> maybe that's a thing. As uh, April 15th fell on like a DC, ironically, a Washington, D.C. holiday. So tax day is now today. I needed that. I didn't do my taxes (laughs) until today. (laughs) So, yeah, it's very because, you know, look, uh, obviously the Rockies struggle with this. The Nuggets struggle with this and even to a degree, the Broncos. But they they don't as much. They won't now. And especially now they won't. Yeah. Um, But the Avs are in that. I kind of put them in that Broncos class. They at least of late had not, you know, fallen victim to the opposing fans taking over ball arena as much as the nuggets or Rockies fall victim to that. Uh, But tonight I guess was just an exception to the rule. Avs fall three, two at home. They were bound to lose one. It wasn't quite 10 straight, uh, but they're still sitting square atop the NHL standings on the other side. We will take you through the NHL scoreboard and a huge, Huge loss for a Western Conference rival for the Avs. We'll tell you what happened on the other side. It's Altitude Sports Radio, AM 950. Avs fall 3-2 at home to the Washington Capitals. A tough night for them in the neutral zone. Washington had a lot of jump. Seemed like the Avs just didn't have all of it there. Uh, Then again, they're missing 165 points from Nazem Kadri and Gabriel Landeskog. They're missing their second-best defenseman, a guy who may very well get some Norris Trophy votes uh, in Devon Taves, who's taking the next four games 
off just to do a little bit of R&R and get ready for the playoffs, get some bumps and bruises all healed uh, before the games really start to matter there. But uh, speaking of one of those injured players tonight, Nazem Kadri in a full contact sweater. It looks like he's going to get uh, a game or two in on this upcoming road trip that starts Wednesday night, 8 p.m. puck drop against the Seattle Kraken. So Naz, after a nearly one-month layoff, is is going to be back on the ice. That's a huge addition for the abs. Yeah, we knew it was just a matter of time, right? Uh, it was all the reports were indicating he would not miss any time into the playoffs. So timing is adding up just about as we thought it would. And then I imagine shortly after Kadri gets back, we will enter Landeskog watch as it seems like the plan with him, you know, it was, it seems very calculated, right? When he got the knee surgery, how his body was feeling, where the abs were in the standings. It was probably a group conversation of, okay, is do we want to, do we want to get Landy, you know, feeling a little better? Like I, I similar to Taves out tonight. I, I bet these guys could have played if it was needed, right? But it wasn't needed. So let's take advantage of that luxury that the abs have afforded themselves and let's get some guys right. And Certainly appears that when the playoff starts, like they're going to be 100% healthy. Even Ryan Murray was back at practice today. Raj, that's everybody. Everyone. This Everyone. Kind of that. That's how you manage an 82 game season, does man. It, doesn't it feel like you're walking on eggshells? Just saying that <laughs> into does, a microphone right? right now. You're like, I don't really want to say this, but they're going to all be available. I know. Look, this is something I also brought up earlier today because I did a lot of talking today. The idea of the jinx. It feels like we're also afraid of the jinx nowadays, but there's also some things that I think it is our responsibility to point out if they're kind of freaking cool and it's kind of cool, the idea that, holy crap, this team might be 100% healthy. That's that's awesome. Speaking of the playoffs and the race for the Western Conference playoffs and the wild card, the New Jersey Devils march into Vegas on the strip and they beat the Golden Knights in regulation by a score of 3-2. Chandler Stevenson scores his 18th of the year with 1 minute and 14 seconds to go to cut it to 1, but Vegas couldn't find the equalizer. They fall to 41, 31, and 5 on the year. They are still sitting in the 9 spot in the West. They're 4 points back of Nashville. They do not have a game in hand. In fact, both Nashville and Dallas are carrying games in hand uh, as we speak right now. That's that's a big loss for Vegas. And this is a team that looking ahead in their schedule, the Devils was a marked up win mm-hmm. on their schedule. And now you're going to have to find a way to make that up. And you're also going to have to hope that a couple of teams lose along the way. The Knights, the Knights might be cooked. I know they're only four points out right now, but uh, four points out and not having any games in hand, that's... That's tough. Yeah, so, you know, they got blanked this weekend in Edmonton against the Oilers for nothing. Now, Robin Leonard had to miss that game. He had a family, some sort of family thing going on, uh, which did seem to be pretty serious. But he was back tonight. Didn't matter. And Leonard takes the loss and getting the win for the New Jersey Devils. 
the Hamburglar. Andrew Hammond stealing Hamburglar style. Two points, even one point from the Vegas Golden Knights. Thank you, former Av, Andrew Hammond, the Hamburglar. We love you, sir. Five games remaining for Vegas. They have to they have to face Washington and San Jose at home, and then they finish the season three games on the road at Dallas, at Chicago, and at a red-hot St. Louis Blues team. Guys, Vegas isn't making the playoffs. Hey, I would just like to remind everybody that like two months ago, I pointed this out as a possibility. You did. And here we are. Let's go through the rest of the scores from the night. The Hurricanes, 5-3 winners over the Arizona Coyotes on the road. The Kraken doubling up the Senators 4-2 at home. Matty Benier scoring his second goal of his career. The uh, former Michigan Wolverine standout in first round pick. The first ever pick by the Seattle Kraken in last or last year's draft. The Flames beat the Blackhawks 5-2. Uh, big, did you see that massive hit that Nikita Zadorov laid on Jonathan Taves tonight? I did not see this. Absolutely now. flattened the Blackhawks <laughs> captain. They get two goals from Johnny Gaudreau, marking his 37th and 38th of the season. The Flames also came out and said that they would, quote-unquote, move heaven and earth to make sure that Johnny Hockey was a flame for the rest of his career. Well, it makes sense, right? Like... Calgary is not one of those markets that is going to, you know, spend big, you know, on multiple contracts. But if you have a guy who's been with your organization his entire career, then, yeah, I mean, every team is allotted that money to pay at least one guy like that. And so he'll be the guy for Calgary so long as he wants to be there, you know. Right. I Well, 35 goal scorers don't come around you know, every so often, like Gaudreau's going to put up 40 this year. He's already got 105 points this season. I, I he's not going to get any votes for MVP, but he'll be in the, the general discussion because of how many points he's putting up. Uh, he has to go on a tear and Connor McDavid has to fall off the face of the planet in order for Gaudreau to go up uh, and win the art Ross for most points this year, but 105 points for a guy like Goudreau, who uh, a couple of seasons ago was coming off of a 58 point campaign where he played 70 games. Um, this was right. Goudreau was like, Oh, is he going to fit in Calgary? Do they trade him? Does he want to go back to Boston? Something like that as he grew up, you know, and, and obviously played his, his collegiate hockey for the BC Eagles there. And Jerry York, who just retired, who knows if this is going to be the guy uh, for the future for the flames, but it does seem like he's going to stick there. Well, yeah. Well, I, and I guess also kind of what I'm saying is, you know, will he ultimately look at the flames? I know that the flames are having a, a good season, kind of more back to what they were a couple years ago this year, but you know, do they make it past the abs if that's the matchup? And if they don't, does Johnny look at this team and say, is this where I want to be? I mean, this is a Flames team that was considering trading Matthew Kachuk before this season. It's not the type of team that, yeah, like I said, they'll they'll, they'll pay Johnny, but will they pay to bring in help around him? So I don't know. We'll see if that plays out any sort of way. We'll take our final time out. On the other side, we'll give you guys some hockey winners on Bet the Pipes. It's Rajan Spring on Altitude Sports Radio AM 950.
That sound means it's time to play some Bet the Pipes here on Between the Pipes, Raj and Spring on Colorado's only home for Colorado Avalanche Hockey Altitude Sports Radio. We are on the AM side as Mark Bertinoli is on our parent station, Altitude Sports Radio 92.5 FM, going over the Nuggets post-game show as they lose Game 2 to the Golden State Warriors 126-106 and fall into a 2-0 hole as they'll head back to Denver for games three and four trying to right the ship um but it's a it's a tough go right now spring for uh for the Nugs in terms of not having the horses to compete against a Golden State team uh, that should scare the living crap out of everyone in the NBA right now oh yeah no 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 the Warriors could go mess around and win their fourth championship at least for the core guys the big three Steph Clay and Draymond like we forget they've won three championships only relatively just recently and they're still not past their primes and oh by the way uh they've turned Jordan Poole into a legitimate quasi NBA all-star so no Murray no MPJ Yikes, that's a big ass to go win that series. Uh, it's going to be a rough go for them. Uh, hopefully they can turn it around. But uh, again, Joker needs some help. And Joker also needs to put up like 40 a game. And just it's not looking good through the first two games. All right, let's get over to some of our games. As we always give you guys scores and bets from around the National Hockey League and around the world of hockey and i'll go out to the czech republic in the extra liga playoffs the championship series between trinic and sparta prague the two versus three in the czech um i'm gonna take the under five goals scored tomorrow this is a nine o'clock in the morning puck drop mountain time tomorrow on your tuesday morning i'll take the under five paying out at minus 112 there's no hook in there so we're kind of playing with a little bit of fire uh, but this will be a defensive battle it was a 4-1 game today so if we walk away with a push I'm really not that upset by that at all um, I will also go over five o'clock start tomorrow Minnesota Wild and the Montreal Canadiens Carey Price is back in the fold for Montreal, but I don't really trust Carey right now at the end of the year. I also don't trust the team that's playing in front of him. They're young. Uh, they're green. Martin St. Louis still trying to find his feet or footing as a head coach. I'm going to take the wild minus one and a half on the road in Montreal at minus one Oh five. Really big fan of that pick Montreal's red or Minnesota's red hot, uh, just as hot as the abs and the St. Louis blues are. So I, I really can't look that one off. And then I'm going to go Rangers at home against the Winnipeg Jets on the puck line. Minus one and a half paying out at plus 123. I like those picks. I like the wild pick um, in Montreal. I was thinking about taking that one as well. Let me start with this one. How about this one to start? How about the New York Islanders? keep betting this team like a fool this season but hey the new york islanders plus 165 at home against the florida panthers can the islanders do us a solid tomorrow night i think it's possible i think they could uh you know it's a relatively healthy i islanders team like most of their main players are playing they are eliminated from the playoffs but it's on their home ice in their new arena Maybe give the fans a little something to be excited about. I thought the Islanders should have been a playoff team this year. Uh, so maybe they could show, hey, they, they 
going into next year, they could feel good about themselves by beating one of the top teams in the NHL, certainly the top teams in the East, and it would help the Avs out a lot. Uh, Florida's won 10 in a row. What do we learn tonight with the Avs, who had their nine-game win streak come to an end? All streaks got to end eventually. How about tomorrow night in Long Island against NYI, plus 165? Then I'm going to go with the Bru- uh, Excuse me, the Blues. Hopefully that slip of tongue isn't uh, what I should have taken, but I will go with the Blues at home against the Bruins, minus 130. St. Louis has won nine in a row. I'm going to say that that winning streak is the one that continues tomorrow night really impressed with this blues team right now uh and you, you know you with your wild pick as well that's gonna be a hell of a first round series between the blues and the wild and then i'm gonna go with the over in that wild canadians game over six and a half minus 110 put it down put it down over six and a half paying out at minus 110 in that game. So there's your six picks. They start at nine o'clock in the morning. They go all the way until probably right around now is when that last game uh, is going to end for spring and I. So a, a full day of hockey picks and hopefully winners for you guys. In our game, the Avs fall by a score of 3 2 to the Washington Capitals, and they will play Wednesday night at the Seattle Kraken. 7.30 pregame show on Altitude Sports Radio, 8 p.m. puck drop, so it's going to be a late between the pipes, a start around 11 or 11.30 p.m. there after they take on the Kraken. It'll be the first of their final six games of the year. The Avs are still sitting two points behind their franchise mark for most points in a season, still number one in the NHL. Uh, but they uh, they got nipped tonight. Way she goes. 3-2 loss. Next time we'll talk to you is Wednesday night. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. For Mark Springer, for Jordan Berg, uh, for Dan Tanner, Cole Smith, Mark Bertinoli. My name's Alex Ryanami. Tune in tomorrow morning bright and early on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5 for Brett Kane at 6 in the morning. It's a gal.